It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Today is Monday, October 18th, 2021. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. A U.S. Coast Guard helicopter crew rescued a man whose sailboat had overturned Monday while sailing solo across the Gulf of Alaska, about 145 miles west of Sitka. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. The Coast Guard received an emergency call shortly after 3 p.m., alerting them to the GPS location of a mariner in distress. Coast Guard Commander Rand Simke was the co-pilot on the case. He says they could gather a little information from an emergency beacon signal, but not much more than the location and the name and registration information for the Ananda, a small sailing yacht on a long-distance voyage. We did not know anything about the nature of of distress. We could make some assumptions based on the weather that we were seeing that uh, a sailboat out there would be having some difficulty. But we didn't know how many people were on board or really why uh, the the beacon was activated. Simke and three other helicopter crew members from Air Station Sitka took off around 4 p.m., heading into a storm that was blowing 70 knots with 25-foot seas going through our mind is, is, can we do this with the weather and the gas on the helicopter uh, in the amount of time that we can? We wanted to get going quickly because a rescue in this type of weather is much easier to accomplish in the daylight than at night. And we knew sunset was coming quick, so we made every effort to get out there while we still had some, some light to help with visibility. Simke says about a quarter of an hour before they reached the source of the emergency beacon signal, they made contact with the mariner on the radio and learned that his 33-foot sailboat was adrift on its side. It had lost its sails and its rigging and had a broken rudder. The unnamed sailor told them he was alone and was still aboard the vessel in his Gumby survival suit. About five minutes before the rescue team sighted the Ananda, they'd lost radio contact. Luckily, rescue swimmer Juan Espinoza Gomez was able to spot the vessel. A tiny spot lit up on their infrared cameras. Uh, He is uh, captured on the EIR. Great job, Juan. Yes, sir. And JT, you want to open the cabin door? Yes, sir. The team hovered over the drifting sailboat and lowered Espinoza Gomez into the hostile waters. Swimmers away. Okay, clear back and left. Voice looks coming up. Chief commands. The, the seas were all still 30 feet, and um, as, I, as I came across the back or the stern of the boat, I made eye contact for the survivor, and um, I yelled at him to get in the water. He looked back at me. He retreated back into his cabin, came back out with um, some luggage. Um, he had, like, a pelican case wrapped in uh, a life vest, and um, I commanded him to climb up and jump off the leeward side of the vessel so that the wind wouldn't get in between him and the vessel. Relative call period here. Well clear of the boat. Yeah, ready pick up. And swell coming. Hold. Espinosa Gomez says he helped the survivor swim away from the Ananda, and as it drifted away, they were hoisted into the air by the rest of the crew. The survivor was cold but not hypothermic and had no apparent physical injuries. The team then made way to Yakutat, landing around 8 p.m., and the survivor was treated by medics on the ground. Coast Guard Commander Simke says there are a lot of lessons to learn from the survivor's hazardous voyage, but first and foremost is preparation. Especially open ocean voyages that can be certainly hazardous, especially in this area. So 
using really all available tools for uh, anticipating weather forecasts and sea states. Uh, where this mariner did succeed was his preparation in uh, putting his survival suit on early and being ready to abandon ship if necessary. Also, without that emergency position indicating radio beacon, the EPIRB that we talked about earlier, without that, there really is no way that uh, that the Coast Guard would have been alerted to his distress. So that really was what saved his life um, when that that beacon activated. Simke says the crew is thankful to the community of Yakutat for welcoming them late at night and housing them overnight at a lodge before their return to Sitka the next day. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. The cost of keeping an idled Alaska ferry at the dock is nearly twice as much as reported to the public and state lawmakers. The state transportation department has kept the Malaspina laid up since the end of 2019. And as Coast Alaska's Jacob Resnick reports, prospective buyers, including one that would use it to fight piracy, have had their calls go unanswered. The nearly 60-year-old Malaspina was built the year JFK was assassinated. But the blue and gold mainline ferry hasn't carried passengers in almost two years. Governor Mike Dunleavy's administration didn't want to invest in the overhaul of its original engines from 1963. Since then, it's been laid up at Ward Cove, a private dock north of Ketchikan, while officials decide what to do with it, whether it be scuttle, sale, or donation. There's been commercial interest. One firm says it wants the Malaspina for anti-piracy operations off the coast of Somalia. We would be using the platform, using it as a platform for housing personnel uh, over in the Middle East uh, and off of Africa. Uh, there's actually numerous uses for it. Jonathan McConnell is president of Meridian Global Consulting a security firm based in Alabama. The Malaspina has staterooms with more than 230 passenger bunks that he says could be outfitted as sleeping quarters for security contractors to patrol shipping lanes to deter attacks from pirates. Email chains between his firm and state officials show that more than a year has gone by since he first expressed interest. He last reached out in July. We felt largely stonewalled by them, and we are like, listen, we're interested in this vessel. We realize that you're uh, spending a lot of money just having it laid up, and you know we'd be happy to take it off of their hands at you know fair market value. We're not trying to just offer them you know a hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand dollars. We're looking at paying you know six, seven, eight hundred thousand, if not you know over a million dollars for the vessel. And our our claims were not even entertained. It seemed like another prospective buyer in the United Arab Emirates has made a cash offer via email for six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars for the Malaspina as is. McConnell says the ship has cash value. It could be sailed or towed on a temporary Coast Guard certificate to be repurposed or sold as scrap. You know, there's ample opportunities for uh, use for that vessel. I, I mean, laying it up and spending 40 grand a month for layup fees is, is astronomical. That was a view of many inside DOT as well, as a new Coast Alaska public records request reveals. Internal emails, some of them completely redacted, still show officials were surprised and frustrated with the expense of keeping the ship especially after they learned that the roughly 40000 a month figure often cited was only about half the true cost of keeping the ship in state ownership. One official pointed out that even giving the Malaspina away would save Alaska money. That's what the Dunleavy administration tried to do with the Philippines. Earlier this year, the governor offered the ship up, free of charge, to the Pacific Islands nation. But Dunleavy's chief of staff, Randy Ruro, told Coast Alaska the deal fell through when the Philippine government learned it would cost tens of millions to fix. They they said that would be, you know, out of their price range for, you know, wanting the boat. But even afterward, the emails showed no evidence that efforts to dispose the ship resumed. 
The governor's Marine Highway Reshaping Committee recommended more than a year ago that the state sell the ferries it's not using. Earlier this year, the fleet's most modern ships, two fast ferries, were sold to a Spanish firm for service in the Mediterranean. Tom Barrett, the retired Coast Guard admiral tasked with chairing the working group, says it's apparent that Malaspina is still a drain on state coffers. Sell it or scrap it. Um, you know, but you just don't want to keep holding it there indefinitely. It's also, you know, you've got insurance, but it's a risk factor. It's an old ship and it's tied up at a dock. DOT confirmed to Coast Alaska that the cost of insuring the Malaspina Ferry is approximately $420,000 a year. Add the more than 400000 the state's paying in mooring fees under a sole source contract, and the cost is nearly double than ever publicly admitted. Those tasked with oversight of the ferry system say that's a lot more than DOT even disclosed to lawmakers, which is particularly problematic given the marine highway system's extremely tight budget. Those overseers include Juneau Democratic Senator Jesse Keel, who says he repeatedly asked the question. Uh, I'm very surprised to learn that the marine highway system uh, is able to allocate this, uh, this insurance cost across each vessel and that they never bothered to, to mention it to the legislature. Ruro, the governor's chief of staff, says he's taken personal interest in the Malaspina. Uh, I will step in and talk to DOT and we'll make sure that any offers or expressions of interest are all reviewed and uh, vetted, you know, for options. One of the emails released was from a DOT official who said there's significant sentimental value of the ship. He said an evaluation of all alternatives in a public process would likely be the best approach. That was nearly six months ago. Since then, the idled ship has cost more than $400,000 to the state of Alaska. Reporting in Juneau, I'm Jacob Resnick. Taking a look at the community calendar. The Sitka School District releases students early today in honor of Alaska Day. Contact the schools for more information. The Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium sponsors an all-ages 29-day fitness challenge beginning Monday, October 18th. Participants set goals and track their active outdoor minutes. Weekly prizes, including high-visibility jackets, are raffled throughout. For more information, call Doug Osborne at 966-8674. To register, go to search.org slash stayactive. The Sitka Lutheran Church holds its annual Alaska Day Pie Sale 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. today at its downstairs back door. Whole pies only will be sold for $20. The posted pie list will be updated often. No parking is allowed in the back lot, and purchasers are encouraged to have the correct change with them. The KCAW Board Improvement Committee meets virtually 5 p.m. the third Monday of each month. Anyone interested in joining this public meeting can contact Frank by emailing f-t-e-c-c-h-e-r at gmail.com. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.